Hello, and thank you for listening to this week's podcast from St. Paul's Lutheran Church and School in Bourbonnais, Illinois. This is the sermon for Sunday, April 14, 2019, Palm Sunday. The sermon is entitled, Ride On, Ride On in Majesty, and is based on Luke, chapter 19, verses 29 through 40. It was preached by Pastor Carl Copen. And God's peace be yours today in the name of our Lord and our Savior, Jesus Christ. The text of the message comes from the Gospel reading from Luke chapter 19. Let us pray. Dearest Jesus, we walk with you into Jerusalem today. May the cry of Hosanna always be upon our lips and in our hearts. And as we gather, may the words of my mouth, may the meditations of our hearts together be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, our Maker and our Redeemer. Amen. As he went along, people spread their cloaks on the road. When he came near the place where the road goes down the Mount of Olives, the whole crowd of disciples began joyfully to praise God in loud voices for all the miracles they had seen. This weekend, as I've mentioned already, marks the beginning of Holy Week. As we continue with our Savior this week, we walk with him into Jerusalem, into the upper room, into the Garden of Gethsemane, to the beatings by the soldiers, to the cross at Calvary, to the tomb, and then the empty tomb. But we really don't want to jump the gun. Uh, In order to get to Easter morning, we must begin here at this place on the road with the disciples as they make their way with Jesus into Jerusalem. In order to help us look at God's word, what we're going to do today is we're going to sing a Palm Sunday hymn, Ride On, Ride On in Majesty, at various points in the service, sort of one verse at a time. And so I forgot to tell you about that, Todd. Uh, we're We're going to begin by singing the first verse printed in your bulletin, Ride On, Ride On in Majesty. So let's do that now. Sunday. It marks the beginning of Jesus' hour of glory. Jesus says in John's gospel, the hour has come for the Son of Man to be glorified. Now, that's a sort of, sort of a strange thing to say, isn't it? But the events of Good Friday do glorify Jesus. Even though his death on the cross as a criminal is surrounded with shame, all the beatings, the tauntings, the mockery, the, the nakedness, the cruel suffering, all that a part of a criminal criminal's punishment that is finally being pinned to the cross. His grave is a borrowed one, and he is quickly buried there quickly and quietly. In spite of everything that awaited him, in spite of all the indignity, all of the suffering, all of the extreme agony to the point of death, we sang in the hymn, 
O Savior, meek, pursue thy road. Jesus is determined to go on that road, to ride into Jerusalem on that road, because at the end of it all, great things are achieved for all people. And so we see a strong, determined, yet humble and meek man riding a donkey into Jerusalem. This is the week Jesus is glorified. Ride on, ride on in majesty with, with palms and scattered garments strode. There's this festive mood. After all, a king is arriving. Hosanna, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. The, the, the crowds are shouting praises and blessings as the procession and the crowd moved along the streets. They spread their cloaks on the road for the donkey to walk across. Other gospels talk about not only the cloaks, but also palm branches are waved and laid down before the Lord. In fact, they were waving probably anything they could get their hands on, glorifying a king. But the man on the donkey knew his glory would be something quite different. So let's sing now verse 2. Friday, he dies, taken and crucified outside the very city that earlier hailed him with shouts of joy. That's hardly a glorious moment. But there is in that, uh, there is that irony in that, that in truth, a king had come. A king had come for a special purpose. A king had come to, to offer up his life as a perfect sacrifice. He, he came to lay down a life, so his life, so that people would no longer have to face the awful prospect of God's judgment of death on human sin. Came to release forgiveness into the world. Came to make the way open for you and me to enter into eternal life. And, and that is his greatest gift to us, isn't it? This humble and lowly king riding into town to die. We sang in lowly pomp, ride on to die. In that festive mood, this king came to die for us. The king in a few days is too cruelly treated. The king who is hanged on the cross with criminals. A king who appears to die like any other man. The king who has given to each one of us a precious gift that no other man or woman could ever possibly give us. This king dies in our place. This king takes upon himself our punishment for sin and forgives it. This king has freed us from death, and this king has assured us of a place in eternity with him. His own resurrection proves it. As the hymn says, in, in lowly pomp, in that festive mood, he, he rides on to this cheering crowd. His triumphs now begin over captive death and conquered sin. The whole heavenly host in Jerusalem that day looked down upon Jerusalem and the same angels that announced to the shepherds that a Savior had been born for all people, they must have known the suffering, the pain, and the death lay ahead for Jesus. So let's now sing verse 3.
Jesus, welcomed as a king on Palm Sunday, but by Friday crucified, with mocking a a title over his head, Jesus of Nazareth, the king of the Jews. People of his time saw him more as a poor misguided creature. The, the, the Jews branded him a troublemaker, a danger to his own religious, their own religious way of life. The Romans saw him as a nuisance because they were, they were trapped into compromising their, their sensitive system of justice. But you know, when you read the Gospels, the crucifixion really comes as no surprise because Jesus had spoken about it so many times. He knew that while the crowds were shouting Hosanna, the enemies were over plotting and planning his extermination. The angels, as we sang, must have looked down with sad and wondering eyes at at the terrible condition of the human heart. They could see the evil in the hearts of humanity, the pain that this was about to bring upon the Son of God. They saw the approaching sacrifice. I don't know if the angels did or not, but whether they went before God pleading for the rescue of his son from the hands of such wicked people. Jesus, like the innocent, perfect Passover lamb, is sacrificed, killed. And there's nothing they could do about it. The angels know also that we were there in the crowd that day. With those palm branches shouting Hosanna in the highest, They also know that in a few days, we're there with the crowd shouting, crucify him. We're also there at the cross, mocking and ridiculing the Savior, because the angels see us also as sinners among all the other sinners at Jesus' time. The sins of of people in Jerusalem, Jesus takes to the cross. Our sins, Jesus willingly takes to the cross. The angel armies of the sky look down and they see Jesus hailed as king and then nailed to a cross by a vicious crowd. As the angels look down with sad and wondering eyes, they they feel his pain. But they also celebrate his victory as he makes the eternal sacrifice for all of humanity. It's a sacrifice that had been planned by our Heavenly Father from the beginning of human history. Jesus is the Lamb of God who gives his life to save us all. So let's sing now verse 4. Jesus rides into Jerusalem. He faces humiliation. He faces crucifixion. And yet he is truly Lord and King, uh, who rules in a kingdom without end. Uh, The second reading from Philippians this morning expressed it beautifully. He made himself nothing, taking the very nature of a servant. He humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even death on the cross. Therefore, God exalted him to a highest place to that gave him the name that is above every other name, that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow, that every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. This king on the donkey is the Lord, the Messiah, the Savior. 
He is your Lord and he is mine. So what shall we do with this king? Jesus rides on in majesty, but he knows the last and fiercest strife is nigh. He knows it's close. The people of Jerusalem weren't too sure at the end. One day they shouted Hosanna, later they shouted crucify him. The the chief priests and teachers of the law, they didn't know what to do with him. They just wanted to get rid of him. Pilate was at his wit's end trying to find a solution to his problems with Jesus. All of them failed to truly realize that Jesus is the king. Not in the same sense as the ruler in the world, but but a much greater king. A king who calls us to follow his leading. A king who calls us to give him our total commitment. You know, for some churches, uh, this day, Palm Sunday, has been a day to celebrate confirmation. Confirmands uh, declare and confess their loyalty to Christ, their Lord and King. Perhaps Palm Sunday is also a good day for us to reexamine our commitment to Jesus and his church. Let's sing verse 5. As we enter this holy week, it is a good thing to ask ourselves where we stand in our relationship with our Lord. Does he rule our lives? Is he truly the Lord of our lives? Lord in the sense that he does direct our our actions, our our words, and our thoughts. Is he Lord in every aspect of our lives? Not, Not just the small parts, you know, but every part. Family life, work life, church life. Leisure life. How does how do our lives change because of this Lord, this Savior, this King Jesus Christ? Yes, we sing, uh, then take, O God, thy power and reign. This is serious stuff that we don't often take seriously enough. Commitment to Jesus changes our lives, our thoughts, our actions, our words. Holy Week is a good time. For us to recall the great love of Jesus that while we were still sinners, Jesus died for us. It's also a good time to humbly ask God for forgiveness. Forgiveness for our lack of commitment to our Lord. But there's also that determination in us that nothing's going to stand in our way to be more and more like Jesus each and every day, to follow him more closely in every action, every relationship, every word that is spoken. Henry Millman, the author, the writer of this Palm Sunday hymn, could see Jesus both ways, right? As the the humble King Jesus riding on a donkey, as well as the King Jesus who rules with power and authority and forgiveness and mercy and grace and love. So let's welcome Jesus into our lives with shouts of Hosanna. He is our Savior from sin. He is our Lord and our King. He's the ruler of our lives. Hosanna, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. And so, my friends, let us go ahead and stand as we sing that first verse once again.
friends, let us begin our journey this week with our Savior, with our King, and walk with Him. Amen. And now may the uh, peace of God that transcends all understanding guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast from St. Paul's Lutheran Church and School in Kankakee, Illinois. You can find this and other podcasts by going to stpaulslutheran.net and clicking the Sermons button at the top of the page. Thank you for listening and God's blessings.